This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 28 of Friendshipable. Hi, Terry. Hi, how you doing? I am doing all right. Good. I'm excited for episode 28. We're talking about friendship as a way to combat loneliness, mm-hmm. which is loneliness is a big topic. And we have talked about it before in episode 20. So that's another place you can find out about it. Um, you know, I mean, it, it just is a big topic. It because, well, and it's a big topic because it's a big, it's universal it's per, it's personal and it's universal. Yes. And everybody everybody has been lonely at some time in their life. Um you know I know when we think about loneliness or we talk about loneliness often we talk about the the very extreme cases mm-hmm. um individuals who have no friends um have no social life um and really struggle in that in that regard and that is um, absolutely, you know, a difficulty, but it's important to know that we all deal with loneliness at Mm -hmm. different times in our lives. And we can be lonely in a room filled with people Mm -hmm. and we can be lonely, even if we have friends. Mm -hmm. And I think we can be lonely, even if we don't realizing we don't, we're not aware of the loneliness. Yes. Yes. and I, there, things have changed over the past couple of years. This is 2022. We are approaching mm-hmm. two full years of pandemic life, which has um, increased isolation for a lot mm-hmm. of people. So maybe a little bit we're chipping away at the stigma, but there still is a stigma about people being lonely and isolated and um Yeah. So hopefully this conversation will help normalize that everybody feels lonely Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, that's, I know I've thought it's in thinking about this and, and looking at the, the book um, I found myself thinking I'm a pretty self-sufficient person and I, you know, do have faith family out of state, friends, local, that kind of thing. And at the next, you know, keep moving, working, everything keeps, keeps rolling along. And it's kind of nice to just like, okay, they're not bothering me anymore. I'm able to sit back and just kind of relax a little bit or do something that I want. But I've often wondered if somewhere in there it's loneliness, but I don't realize it. If it's the day that I lost any ambition to, to really accomplish what I had wanted to accomplish. Yeah. Um, so is that loneliness and given 
the um, given the, the pandemic, you know, I'm working as we all are working a lot remotely um, and wondering, even though things are getting done and I'm getting things accomplished in some little recess of my mind and my, and my psyche and my being is that, is that not disturbing, but um, yeah. Am I being affected by that? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't dwell on it, but I just wonder about it. If pushing on or feeling like I, I just don't want to do anything, is that just an energy drain or is that loneliness kicking in? You know, I think it probably depends on, on yeah. the day, on the yeah. on what's happening. Um, but, you know, some of the research, you know, says that we've, you know, Building connections, social connections are what help us thrive yep. and strong social bonds actually um, contribute to long-term health and well-being. And um, I don't know if you knew this, but in 2018, the United Kingdom appointed um, like a loneliness uh, minister, really? somebody whose whole job was to look at the epidemic of loneliness in society and find some ways to educate people and um, help people, you know, get over it. Wow. Really? So get over, I don't know if you get, not get over get it. Over in it. The, I know, but to, yeah, to take steps to, to alleviate it, alleviate it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did not mean get over it. I know. I know. And you out, didn't so. mean, no, and didn't mean it as a, just get over yourself. kind right. of thing. No, that I understand that I understand, but that's, um, yeah, I no, I was not aware of that. And I wonder, so that was 2018. And I wonder yeah. if the position remains today. I'll have to look that up. That would it, be does. it, it does. It does remain yeah. today. And, um, they actually have, um, a, an action plan to tackle loneliness. It's called emerging together. And I will link to that in the show notes ah. because loneliness has very real physical effects. They actually say it is as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. I, without any reading of the study or any kind of reference in that, I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like we mentioned, you you can be alone and not feel lonely, but you can right. be alone and feel lonely. You can be with people and mm -hmm. feel lonely. And I have a friend who was married and is now not married to that person. And as part of the conversations, when the divorce was happening, my friend said, I have been lonely for years. So they had been in a marriage with a partner who you know, from the outside, we all thought everything was great, uh -huh. but this person was lonely because mm. they weren't getting what they needed from that relationship. And they were isolated, even though they had this other person in their life. And, um, yeah, so it's, that's powerful for somebody to have entered into a marriage and then, yeah. Yeah. Have that. Yeah. And I, you know, some of our listeners probably have had similar experiences, mm -hmm. whether it's a, a marriage or romantic relationship or a friendship, but mm -hmm. still actually felt maybe you weren't getting what you needed and you felt mm -hmm. lonely. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, you know, 
the other thing about loneliness is it doesn't really affect everybody the same. So if you are someone who has very um, strong relationships and are very personally resilient, you're, it is likely to be a little bit easier for you to weather bouts of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people who are um, perhaps in marginalized communities or other or have other risks, the um, loneliness is an even worse. It's sort of like mm-hmm. a multiplier. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we have all felt lonely, it does not affect us all the same way. Right. And I would imagine for some of, for some of the population, like you were just describing that the loneliness then manifests itself in physical health problems. Sure. Absolutely. Mm. It can. And, you know, so, uh, Terry mentioned a book earlier and it is um, a book called together mm-hmm. and the author is, um, Vivek Murthy, mm-hmm. who is our current, um, surgeon, surgeon general, general mm-hmm. and was the surgeon general under president Obama as well. So he's both the 19th and the 21st surgeon general. Uh-huh. He actually has a book called together, the healing power of human connection in a sometimes lonely world. And it actually came out right at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic. So all the work and the research was done prior to the pandemic, but he does talk about the pandemic in a in a a forward to the book because it is what was happening as the book was being printed and it almost could not have come out at a better time if we think about how isolating the pandemic has been for so Mm -hmm. many people um one of the things that i thought was really interesting is that um building friendships so what he said was people who are skilled at building friendships, and some of us have better skills in that than others, people who are skilled at friendship might have a natural defense against severe or prolonged loneliness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you are skilled at, at that kind of outreach. If you are someone who faces obstacles to building friendships, whatever those obstacles are, whether they're sort of inside you or they're... Um, you know, external forces that make it difficult for you to feel like you can build friendships that can raise the risk of loneliness. Mm -hmm. And then the loneliness can, you know, be troublesome in terms of health, but the good news. So we've talked about this, this very difficult thing, but the good news is that the skills to build friendships can be learned and those very same skills by building friendships can be protective against loneliness. Um, so that's, you know, one silver lining to mm-hmm. the loneliness cloud. Um, so Learn, learning those has got to be, um, I, I think that I'm glad that there are, that there are steps to take to do and skills to to eliminate or at least lessen it on the road, maybe on the road to eliminating somebody's loneliness. Um, it would, I mean, it would be of interest to me to 
you know, it's really a, a, a switch that needs to be flipped by somebody who is feeling and, and perhaps is debil- debilitated by loneliness mm-hmm. to find that wherewithal within themselves and um, to reach out to somebody who possibly can help them get down that road, I, to get the momentum. That's what, you know, to, to describe somebody who was really deeply lonely and to somehow give them that opportunity to find the momentum and the, and the encouragement to take those steps that, that would be probably, I would imagine would be the, the real um, big climb to do. Yes. And for some people, it absolutely is a big climb. Um, You know, all of the, the research that we've read and that public health folks talk about and the loneliness minister they talk about that you know building a social social connections are really in a very physical way the key to health and happiness right and i think it's important for people to understand also that doesn't mean that if you're feeling lonely now you have to go out and get 20 friends or five new friends or a hundred new friends we're all different in how much energy we have and how many close friends we feel like dealing with. And in fact, most people are close to a very small number of people, five, 10, 20 at the most, but you could combat the, the, you know, this, the struggles of loneliness by building one real genuine friendship. So I don't, you know, I, I, you know, I've definitely been lonely and I know how hard it is to, to Mm -hmm. dig yourself out from that and to want to put yourself out there and to make new friends and, and really kind of change your social picture. Um, but I, I, so I understand that if, when people are feeling that, um, right. so it doesn't the challenge have of to, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So it isn't, you need to make a lot of friends. Um, maybe no. for some people, that's great for other people, just one or two really close friends is enough to combat that loneliness and, and be the social connection that makes a real difference. Well, I think that, you know, even at, at the very basic of why we named this, this, entity that we we're we're excited to have is project bff it's always it's the best friend forever to think that um you know just having even that one person who Mm -hmm. knows you better than now this sounds like a cliche but knows you better than you know yourself but to really have um it is a gift to have that kind of relationship and this kind of conversation reminds me that taking it for granted when you do have it, um, just don't take it for granted. Yeah. You know, just when you were saying that, you know, we talk about um, in society these days, we talk about a lot of different ways people can be privileged. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. having strong social relationships and having strong friendship yeah. could also be looked at as, as a privilege because not everybody has it or knows how to get it. Right. Um, and, you know, in this book together, um, it's, I mean, it's just amazing. He shares stories of people who are lonely, who people who fought back against loneliness, people who have built new connections. And he has a whole section on how to build a more connected life mm-hmm. because 
um, no matter how deep the friendship is, the, the point is building social connections. And so I had a couple things I wanted to share, Terry, about what what he recommends to build some connection. Uh-huh. So one of them, and this is probably going to sound so cliche to some people, but it's really about knowing ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's important to, to very first connect with ourselves and know what our instincts are or um, how we like to relate to people. If you haven't listened to it, um, episode number 27 is all about friendship love languages. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to know what kind of friend you are. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I, I know I have struggled with in the past is having self-compassion. And he says, because that softens the blow of judgment and ridicule from people who don't know us or don't understand us. That's we a all get tough that. one because we're all the hardest critics of ourselves and we're right. all hard on ourselves. Right. And we all feel other people's judgment and we all right. feel ridiculed at some time, whether that's on purpose, mm. the other person did it on purpose or not. Right. And that is a real barrier to making, mm-hmm. to building relationships. If you feel judged or ridiculed and we, ju- you know, building self-compassion helps you sort of ride through those bumps. It's funny. You just, my, my dad, and, and it kind of relates to it is that he's, he has the phrase he uses as his, you know, when you're leaving for the day or goodbye or hanging up the phone with a friend mm-hmm. is like, be good to yourself. Oh, and it's kind of become his catchphrase. Like everybody knows that that's what he says all the time, but yeah, he always ends um, conversations or letters to people or emails with be good to yourself. That's so, a nice reminder mm-hmm. that we can uh, all use at various times, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes oh, you like stop that. for a second. You know, you hear it. It's like, because it's removing him from whatever it's removing him from the, um, from the dialogue or removing him from the relationship and saying, you be good to yourself. Yeah. 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 So your but dad, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. He gets it. He understands he gets it. He does the importance of self-compassion. Yep. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. Nice. But yeah, so that reminded me of that. That's so interesting. And um, I think that's a great reminder and that we don't always all get. No, no. Um, And it would be, you know, it would be interesting the people who receive those kind from my dad or from anybody else who takes the time to, to say those kind of things out loud of what the immediate reaction is, or, you know, when somebody thinks about it later, it's like, well, why did he say that to me? Or, or like your reaction was, was, yeah, that makes me think about being better with myself or being kinder to myself. Yeah. 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 Um, Well, you know, and what I really like about that, what I think is so special is that, you know, the, the pleasantries of hello, goodbye, how are you? See you later. Right. You know, it's, it's it's a social contract. We just sort of say these things. They don't Uh necessarily have a meaning when we say, how are you? 
quite often we're not actually asking somebody to tell us how they really are. We right. just want to know they're generally fine. I acknowledge you're you're here. <laughs> right, right. It's kind of a it's kind of that way yeah. to just say I acknowledge you. Yeah. And what I love about that with your dad is that he's he's taken something that I think we all kind of take as a throwaway line mm-hmm. and has put something really meaningful there mm-hmm. that some people may just hear it and and go on their day, but but there's people, gonna be those people who are going to be he paid attention, he's yes. talking to me and yeah. or about me yes. and how I yes, yeah. Yes, like those times when somebody, often a random person, a stranger, will say something. Yes. It just gets to the heart of it. <laughs> and you're like, how do you know me? Yep. Who sent you? Yes. <laughs> Did future me send you back? I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Yes, but that's true. Yes. Just, oh. Oh my goodness. Um, well, well what, what do we want to leave um our friends with in the next minute or so? We want to leave our friends with the fact that. We see you, we know that you're lonely sometimes and we totally get that. And we hope that some of the resources we've got and some of our conversations can help you feel less lonely. And I'm gonna link in the show notes to something called the Unlonely Project, uh-huh. right there Good. in the name. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I think we just want you to know that that we see you and um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you for listening. And we look forward to your listening to a bunch of our uh, podcasts, but also the future podcasts and hopefully joining us at some of our gatherings too. Absolutely. Thanks everybody. Thanks to Terry for this great conversation. Oh, thank you. All right. Think it to yourself. (laughs) 